You were asking who the Dua Lipa person was? Yeah. Yeah, it's a music artist. And she got a podcast? What does her podcast talk about? I don't know. It was advertised on the Scrubs rewatch, and apparently she's got a movie with Henry Cavill coming out. Really? I know she was just like in trouble for some one of her songs sounding way too much like another song. Yeah, she's a hot blonde. I'm sure she'll make it out of it. Uh, this is a delicious IPA. <clears throat> Shout out to Inner Voice for the, it's called Flavor Wave. I dig it. Um, it's an IPA. I would uh, Inner buy Voice this one in again. Atlanta, Georgia, or Decatur to be more exact. Let's see. Dua Lipa. I don't need to know more about Dua Lipa. It was a one-off you, you, question. You've definitely heard this song before. Maybe not. Maybe not this song. You're not getting any advertising dollars, are you? Nope, that's not it. <laughs> Best producer in <laughs> the game. The God damn it. <laughs> Anybody need a producer? I got your man. <laughs> it's not this one, is it? I don't know. No, not that one. I am literally asking you the questions. What are you asking me questions for? Yes, that one. That's the one I've heard. That's the one you've heard? Don't yes. start now? Yeah, I sing that to Lily all the time. Yeah, there's that one. And then I think the Break My Heart is one. Yeah, that yeah. sounds familiar too. I don't know how she's not in trouble for uh, 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 Another One Bites the Dust. I've always been the one to say the first good Slightly different. Is that Vanilla Ice thing? Why would she be in trouble though? Is she a songwriter? Uh, I think it's probably more so on the producers than uh, she just did the singing and they probably put music to it. Bonnie? Bonnie. Stop biting my dog's ear. That Remember sounds like did... a cool song though. Uh, you've heard the song before, right? No, I hadn't heard that one. Wait, wait for it to kick in. Wait for it to kick in. Maybe. Overestimate my immersion into pop culture these days. Well, the the reason why I thought you had had because I thought I'd showed you that uh, that there's a video game called Fall Guys, and someone covered that song. Oh wait, you're expecting me to recognize that song off of a cover of another song I've heard once? What is wrong with you? Okay, I thought you'd play into that a little more. Everything's wrong with me. Uh, here, you go, here you go. Now I'm falling. Okay. Race to the finish line before the round. All right. Also, feeling like yeah, he showed me the the video promo for this. It's very very this video game. But um, one, let me point out, I was still pregnant when you showed me this, and our child is about to turn one. Oh yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a tiny bean. I do remember this now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Because there was that one. There was also the uh, the Animal Crossing Doom mm -hmm. uh, cover, which was really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really good. But yes. Did you like your cover I sent you today, by the way, since you were obsessed with covers? Which cover did you send me today? I sent you the Rick Astley cover. Oh, yeah. It was a good one. 
Yeah. I'd never heard the original song of that, though. What? I'd never heard the original song of that. A, B, C, D, E, F, F, U. Sorry. E, 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 F, fuck you. Yes, that's pretty much the song. E, fuck you. E, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had balls, I would name this... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would name this episode E Fuck You. <laughs> Just call or it A B C D E Fuck You. Just call it A B C D E F U. <laughs> All right, let's see. That's the name of the song. <laughs> where's uh where's my notes here? All right. You can name a podcast after a song, right? Nobody's gonna get mad. We don't make any money. Well uh, are, are we past this cold open, by the way? Oh. We got shit to talk about. All I right. get a curse on this podcast too. I'm so excited. All right. Well, shout out again to Inner Voice brewing <laughs> for the delicious beer because it's only going to get weirder yeah <laughs> welcome to lopez radio episode 374 if you want to check us out on social media, it's at Lopez Radio. Um, and the podcast is found at lopezradio.com. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, Krista, welcome back. Hiya. We're going to talk a little Batman. We're going to talk about a little bit about the Batman. Um, so there will be some spoilers, some spurlers more, more than likely. Um, yeah, just go ahead. Just <laughs> go ahead and prep yourself there. But um, we should... Once we get kind of get into the spoiler aspect of it, we'll we'll let you know. We kind of want to give some of our impressions on the movie, um, just kind of how it felt and, and all that stuff. And then when we get into spoilery stuff, we'll let you know. Maybe we could start with like how it felt going to a theater for the first time in two plus years. Yeah, that was that was kind of wild. That was kind of wild. So obviously we're coming out of the pandemic. Things are becoming a little more normal standards for uh for being careful or getting laxed a little bit all mask mandates have dropped yeah mask mandates have dropped so even polite people are not wearing masks we're wearing masks out of sheer stubbornness i think well and and (laughs) if you are i mean obviously if you're listening to this right now you know all this but as a time capsule if you're listening back yeah we're talking about this is the beginning of march 2022 yeah, and this started middle, well, it started in January, but we realized it was really going in middle March. of March 2020. March 2020, yep. Yeah. I remember from work, uh, spring break happened here in town, and uh, and they sent everyone home. And then it never came. And then, so I got sent home first, and they were like, okay, well, we'll see you guys in about a week. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And um and you guys sent home like just a couple days later. I got sent home. They sent you home on like the Friday or Thursday, something like that. No, it was the, yeah, it was the it was like we came to school for like we came we came to to work like the first day that the university here in town was out of you know um on spring break, and then they were like, you know what, everybody go home, and then we'll see it. We'll 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 reassess at the end of the week. I know you were home before me, and what my what my lovely company did was they knew there was a problem on Friday. And the world was kind of locking down and figuring that this was going to be a big deal. And they were like, you know what? We're going to see what happens this weekend. Y'all show up Monday now, you hear? And then we all showed up Monday to get one more exposure in. And then we're like, you know what? Why don't y'all go home for two weeks? That's right. That's right. And we were like, oh, thank you. Thank you. That that definitely could have been an email. We're fine. Like, you could have texted. We have a nice (laughs) alert system linked to our phones. That's fine. 
Because I remember being kind of pumped. I was like, I look like a little, a little like a I'm still time. working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm still working, but they still haven't quite figured out how this work from home thing's going to work for <laughs> us. I come walking in the door with our, my 17 plants from my office. And I was like, ah, oh, God damn it, man. <laughs> Didn't I have a week? I couldn't have a freaking week. Let me tell you, I packed up all those plants and my coworkers looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, why are you packing up all your plants? Do you quit? And I'm like, why are you picking up all your floor bags? All your floor bags. Um, it was like, because these plants aren't going to make it because we're not coming back anytime soon. And they're like, yeah, we're going to be back in two weeks. They said, and I was like, yeah, we'll be, uh-huh. No, we'll be lucky to be back in three months. And here we are two years later. <laughs> two years later. Um, and things are just now kind of, for for the moment, are kind of in control-ish, I guess. Um, or it's in control as people will allow them to be before everybody's just like, never mind. You know what? I'm trying not to be cynical. I'm trying to be really hopeful about it. The war with Ukraine is... breaks out and you know what? I'll... Everybody forgets. It's, it's <laughs> okay. I don't know. Someone tweeted yesterday, man, that COVID thing was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, no, it's, uh, <laughs> We we are we have a, a baby. We did not start this pandemic with a baby. <laughs> like it's weird. No, yeah, not we, at all. We are planning a one-year-old birthday party currently, mm-hmm. and before the event we are talking about, we we didn't we weren't even planning a child yet. Like it's wild. Yeah, um, and I think. For the longest time, it just turned into the house. Like the house was we was everything everything we watched everything we intook as far as media goes was either on our phones on our computers or on the on our tv i I will say we have um as social as we are as as good a friend group as i do feel like we have that i love and and would you know kill for like we have set ourselves up to be good hermits like oh man not preppers unfortunately i got a little worried there for half a second when the toilet paper started running out but (laughs) like we're not preppers but we are good like as long as there's not an emp like hermits you know we got many venues of entertainment we got plenty of booze and ability to make more if we need it right we have dogs yard Ability to garden now. We developed that over the pandemic. I can make bread. It's, lots of skills were made. So <laughs> I feel I'm so tipsy and having a good time. I'm sorry. I'm just like on a rant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Well, don't roll your eyes at me and I'm like in, in affirmative. Just letting you roll. I'm letting you go. Anyway, I felt like we did the pandemic as well as one could expect to. Yes. We came out with it with a new human. Human. A new human. A human. Um, so anyway, go, going back to movies, the last movie we saw, we talked about this right before um, right before we walked into the theater, um, or maybe we were just sitting at dinner because we, we went to dinner. We had someone, we had one of the grandparents came and watched the child. Uh, last movie we did see in the theater was Joker, and I was like, this is odd because now we're going to go see a Batman movie. Perfect. <laughs> it's perfect, perfect segue, perfect two-year segue into another movie. The um, only DC movies to be released back to back to, right? No, uh, there was a Suicide Squad in between. You're right. Okay, never mind. And Justice League was before Joker. Mm-hmm. Justice League was after Joker. Mm-hmm. We saw Justice League in the th- in the theater, though. Yeah, I believe so. Huh. Um, well, you just said Joker was the last movie we saw in the theater. So if just if we saw Justice League in the theater, I might be wrong. Then maybe it was Justice League. So Justice League was um, no Snyder Cut came out after the pandemic, but Justice League came out way before. 
That's what I was thinking. Okay. So, yeah, Justice League came out in 2017. Snyder Cut came out during the pandemic in that weird square format. Mm-hmm. In the uh, square format because I'm an artist and I want people to see it in my vision. Wasn't yeah. it black and white, too? No. Okay. It wasn't. Okay. No. <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty good, but I did enjoy it a little more. It yeah. was long as With hell. some stuff added. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like watching the extended Lord of the Rings. Like, you can appreciate... The artistry, but who got time for that, man? Like that's a lot. I, I've been wanting to go back and watch the Lord of I the Rings. I want to watch again. it too, and I'm sitting here trying. I've been trying to figure out for nine years when the hell am I gonna have time for that? <laughs> I mean, that movie, the, the extended version, may have come out seven years ago. I don't know. I just made that up. You just gotta shelf some of the some of the trashier TV that we watch. <laughs> You'd have to watch it in segment segments now, though, because like in between Boss Baby. <laughs> and green eggs and ham. We got to fit Lord of the Rings in there. Let's see, Lord of the Rings runtime. Here's 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 my guess right now. Right, so Lord of the Rings came out what in like I was in high school, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one yeah. kind of area. So at that point in time, longer movies were just kind of becoming a thing. I bet that the runtime for the first Lord of the Rings movie is almost right on par with what we had to sit through for Batman. I bet it's less. You think so? I think it's less. The right. first one. The, the first one. The first one, runtime was two hours, 58 minutes. Oh, never mind. <laughs> the Batman. No, Batman was less than that. Runtime. Uh, not by much. Two hours and 56 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it was almost as long. What was the second movie? Wait, wait, wait. okay. The, are you talking about the extended cut of the of the first Lord of the Rings movie? It just says, uh, just says Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, all it says. That's, have that's any... the original... Runtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what was the second one? Two Towers? Two Towers. Two Towers. Runtime. Two hours, 59 minutes. And then Return of the King. Return of the King. Return of the Mac. <laughs> Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Jeremy's favorite song, if anybody was wondering. Why was this one? This one's 201 minutes. So that is now we gotta do metric shit. <laughs> I can't do that math. You gave me too many IPAs. <laughs> All right, so 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 wait, let's do this. We're we're smart. Wait, people. wait, wait. Two hundred and how many minutes? Two hundred and one minutes. All right, that's three hours and twenty one minutes. Okay, so it's it's just basically twenty more minutes onto the movie. Twenty thirty, they count 30 the, more they, minutes. They count the the credits as runtime. Thirty time. more minutes on the movie. Okay. Yeah. So the Batman. Was much longer than we anticipated. Jeez, your poor mother. <laughs> I <laughs> she didn't was fine. Know. I mean, she was fine, but I felt so bad. Like we we rolled into a seven o'clock movie expecting to get home maybe nine thirty, and we walked out of the theater at ten. You leaned over to me like twice. You're like, "How long is this movie?" Okay, so I talked to your sister in law today a little bit about it because they got to see it before us, uh-huh. and I was like, "So we finally went and saw the Batman," and she was like, "Yeah, it was like really long," and I was like, "No shit, man!" <laughs> like I literally turned to Jay. About she said it could have been uh, specifically she said it could have been about thirty minutes shorter, and I said about thirty minutes left in the movie. I seriously turned to you and said, "How long is this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it was great. I would only have shaved maybe ten to fifteen minutes off of it myself personally, because I did. I really did like the storyline. I feel like they could have. Uh... Ow. I just rocked myself in the chin with this heavy ass. I feel like mic. there was easily thirty minutes of stuff that 
they could be trimmed out of there. I would have to watch it again to call for 30 minutes, but I can specifically think of five to 10 minutes. I would get rid of like right there. Yeah. Um, and I, I would just say 15 minutes for good measure. Right. But I would have to watch it a second time to be like, yeah, I could shave 30 minutes off that shit. <laughs> We're not to the spoiler portion yet. Um, but what I will say is um, the crowd very well behaved. I, I want I wanted to get into the to the theater bef- like within a week of it coming out because it's after the first week is when you get the people who are just like, I guess I'll go check out this movie. You know what, man? I honestly think that the pandemic may have given be- people a little bit better manners ev- eventually because it definitely wasn't during the height of the pandemic that you got the best people with the best manners out and about. But I I feel like because everybody was cooped up and everybody's just now getting back out, like. We're not getting as many ass hats ready to show out like we used to have in the theater. Are you um, saying we have people that are thankful for like being able to be out and do oh shit? God, <laughs> if only I could hope that's the explanation. Right. Um, yeah, it was because the last six movies we saw before the pandemic, I was ready to fight. Like you had to. <laughs> yeah, was ready. We had problems in every you movie were we went to. Literally telling me if I went and said something to somebody, you were going to leave me at the theater to fend for myself. <laughs> like yeah. I was so ready to. I we moved seats no less than three times in the middle of Halloween, um, the latest Halloween. I don't remember what it's called, but the one, latest one, not the not the one with not Michael Halloween C. Hall. Kills, but the one before. It was, I think it was just called Halloween. Okay, yeah, not the one with Michael C. Hall. But the one no, before uh, you, that. Uh, you're, you're, Michael C. Hall is Dexter. Oh, you're right. Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony Hall. Hall? Yeah. yeah, there we, we did go. that last time, I think. <laughs> we mentioned. <laughs> I mean, Listen, maybe, you can't have two Michael Halls. Maybe every. Change your name. An, well, well, one's Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Shit, that doesn't help me, does it? <laughs> <laughs> we, all right. So now, every time we podcast, we have to reference Anthony Michael Hall. He's going to be so mad at us. We took shots with him. He's going to be a guest on here at one point. Probably. We'd be like, you remember us back back in the boondock days? Yeah, but like, no, I won't remember <laughs> shit about back that. At, what was that show we had? Dead Zone. That was it. Dead Zone. That's when we met him. Back in your Dead Zone days. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, we had to move seats in that movie. Halloween, yeah. Yeah, in the movie where Jamie Lee finally, quote, gets the better of Jay, the Michael. I almost called him Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Michael Hall. Jason Michael Hall. <laughs> <laughs> the worst serial killer of them all. Um, and it Way rhymed. to rhyme it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I, I, I just didn't, I didn't even understand what was wrong with so many people in the same place. And we went early. Like we went opening weekend for that damn movie. Mm. Um, and I, like even, even some of the Marvel movies, like we were always really in tune to go to Marvel premieres up until like all the the end game, you know, Infinity War stuff, uh, we made sure to go opening weekend because we wanted to be there with real fans and people that didn't talk through movies, and and you get you know people cheering and stuff like that, which is a, a crowd experience. Yeah, that's that's, fine, yeah. that's to me not in any way interfering with the movie. You but, still get chills when you watch that uh, that that scene that always makes it around the internet of Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. And the whole crowd's like. Aah! I started tearing up. The the second I got I got chills right now thinking about it. Yeah, the second like one cap grabs like Mol- what's it? Uh, Molinor? I can't say it right because I'm not it's Molinor. I'm not a Norse person. Um, Thor's hammer. I just call it Thor's hammer. Okay. I don't even. I didn't know it had a name. It I'll has be a name. I <laughs> I, <laughs> the hammer has no name. I am. I'm not good with uh with with I with 
I was going to say Icelandic talk, but I don't think that works either. Um, you were so damn uh, ignorant. Yeah, very. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I get I get chills from that, and I get chills when Cap grabs a hammer, like every single time. Yeah. I get chills with I am Iron Man. Like, oh, God, I cry every time, too. Um, I get chills when Spidey... And then the, in the second to last movie, I get chills when Spidey hits the damn space station when he's just following Iron Man. Um, oh, love, I love Marvel. I love DC. That's why we're here to talk. <laughs> That's why we're here to talk. Um, I, I do not love it as much as some of our other friends, and they school me constantly, but I still am so happy to be here. Thank you for having she's me. She's treading water. <laughs> she's treading water in the Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um. So. We went. We went to see it. Very, very happy with the experience. It was a little more. It was just everything's got a little tinge of nervousness to it, though. Like I don't know. It's not for not not everybody. Clearly, there are people out not giving a shit what's yeah. going on. But we were out to dinner. Um, you know, I've been um, as long as I'm not compressed into tight spots with people. I've been wearing my mask a little less. Um, work's been re- there's no one at work right now, so I've been wearing a what mask at work. Um, and it is really odd to be in those situations like a movie theater where you're like sitting next to people you don't know for the first time in a long time. Yeah, you've gotten a little more brave about it than I have. I, I'm still wearing my mask like a lot of places. I, I still wear my mask at work. I We were sitting in the back row of the movie theater. We thought we had the whole damn thing to ourselves because you always think that. And, and Everybody came in the last, last fucking preview... <laughs> And 17 people piled in the back row with us. And I was sitting there all maskless because we're in the big cozy armchairs where everybody's 19 feet apart and it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Kick and, your feet up. Yeah. It's great. And then some fucking 14-year-old comes and sits right next to me. I'm like, you little goddamn germ factory. Jesus Christ. And I immediately put my mask on and was and watched the whole movie on a mask. And it was not the worst thing that's ever happened, but I was like, damn it, I was really looking forward to some fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just there, but there's it's still in the air, right? You've you've spent two years avoiding contact with people. You've spent two years trying to be careful. You spent two years just living a different way than you've ever lived before. Yeah, man, I never would have worried about breathing the same air as my fellow fucking like my fellow men. Yeah, women. It's International happy, happy Women's, Women's Day, Day by yes, the way. Thank you. Goodness. Oh, it's nine thirty at night. He remembers. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. At least I remembered. <laughs> um, but I guess we get into the spoilery aspects of this. Uh, I'll come back with an edit and just let you guys know where you could jump to at the spoiler stop if we decide to talk more after the Batman. No, oh, it's tag it. Tag, tag, tagaroo. Uh, there you go. There's a tag. Um, so the movie itself. How did you um? Without getting into the details of the story just yet, how did you feel about the overall like feel of the movie, like compared it. to other ones? I liked it. Yeah. Um, it's not my favorite. What is your favorite? Uh, what do you What are you holding the candle to? Dark Knight, man. Dark Knight. Okay. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, Dark Knight for fucking sure. Uh, but it is no Joel Schumacher <laughs> film, so I am. Yeah. Totes on board. It's not all neon lights. Nah, and nah. Bright it's... accents. And you know what? There's a place for Joel Schumacher. If you love Batman, 
you know there's a place in life for Joel Schumacher. Well, there's absolutely a place because there's a place for the um, the Adam West Batman, which is pretty flashy, lots of colors, right? I feel like Joel Schumacher and Adam West like just totes fit together. Yeah, and then there's a Tim Burton. So we're just so Tim Burton does he fall? It's very close behind. Very I would close. say I would say for me it's going to be Dark Knight. And probably then Batman Returns. Okay. And over over original Batman. Over Ori- the, like original the, Tim Burton Batman? Yeah, the 89 release with uh, Jack Nicholson. Because Batman Nicholson. Returns Batman Returns is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Yeah. And, and Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito as the Penguin. So I really Frank love Frank Reynolds is, as the Penguin. <laughs> Frank Reynolds from... Always sunny. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was like, <laughs> who's Frank like, Reynolds? And then I'm like, the fuck is this Frank Reynolds you're talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I just said it was Danny DeVito. You talking about? Um, yeah, yeah, the guy from Twins. I, I, I to me only because it's a childhood movie. I gotta go. Batman Returns. First. Is that the one you remember going to see in theaters? I think so. You don't remember seeing the other one in theater? No, because I'm pretty sure that Bat Batman Batman came out when I was like five, maybe. I think, yeah. Came out in 89. Yeah, I was five. Premiered No, I was four. (laughs) Oh, man. For most of that year. I do remember going to see Batman in theater, but I remember more of Batman on videotape just because we watched it over and over again. And and that's the way I remember it, too. And I think I liked, as a kid, I think I liked the one with Catwoman because chicks kick ass. I don't know. International Women's Day. Yay. Um, so I think that's the reason I like that one the most. And Michelle Pfeiffer was fucking amazing in that movie. Like rewatch her performance as Catwoman in that movie. She is fucking fantastic. Yeah, she's really good. She um, had a real bird. Had a real bird sitting in her damn mouth for that shot. Yeah, it was crazy. I so but I would say original Batman is probably third on that list. What I remember about Batman Returns in particular is because the first Batman. It was big, but it wasn't expected to be big, Mm -mm. you know? Yeah. So when the second one came out, everybody, McDonald's, had the toys and the the Happy Meals. I had the glasses. The glass, yeah, the the collector glasses. The collector glasses from McDonald's, I had them. Um, And people just went crazy over it, right? Yeah. It was great. Um, If I am, I'm going to be honest, I need to watch it again. I need to watch The Batman again. Um, Th- this one that we just this, saw, this current one. I yeah. need to watch the Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson, right? Mm-hmm. I need to I need to watch that one again. But I think, I think it put it. I put it ahead of Nolan. What? I think I'm putting it ahead of Nolan. You're putting it ahead of Dark Knight. I think I am. I might put. I it, can't wait to get into this, y'all. I'm gonna tear his might, world apart. It might go. It might go just behind Dark Knight, but I need to watch all of them again. All right, I can't believe he's speaking this kind of fucking blast me. I gotta crack my knuckles, get to this, y'all. Anyway, okay, my my ranking. We're going Dark Knight, Batman Returns, Batman, and I would probably put somewhere between. I, I think this would probably. I need to watch it again, but I probably put it in a runner up for fourth place, behind like with original Nolan Batman. Is it called Batman Begins? Batman Begins, right? Batman Begins, yeah. I did like the Raja Ghoul angle. So, I will say this one is a contender to unseat Batman Begins as my fourth pick. But I, I, I got to watch it again. This is not a definite. 
out of all the Nolan movies, Batman, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises, which one which one felt less like a Batman movie? And I feel like Dark Knight Rises might have been less just because so much of the movie he was injured. <laughs> like so much of the movie, it was, you know, him trying to get out of the the uh the well, the the prison. Yeah, because Bane you know, broke his back. And stuff like that. Like I feel Tom like Tom Holland's I love Tom Holland's not Tom Holland. Tom Hardy. Sorry. <laughs> Damn, I'm bad. I love um, Spider Man too. He's good. Hey, Tom Holland Tom Holland just broke Batman's back. It was horrible. Um like, Tom Hardy's a great actor and I really enjoyed him and really looked forward to him being Bane because I do enjoy him and I just he did a great Bane. He did a great Bane in a way, but his choices did take me out of it a little bit. So it's hard it's hard to reconcile that. That football scene was fucking fire though. It was cool. It was definitely cool. They they've done a lot to that that that, that city. <laughs> they've done a lot to damage that city. Um so I need to watch I need to watch the Batman one more time and maybe Dark Knight again, but it's Oh, either, I'll watch Dark Knight with you when we stop right it, now. It's Let's either do it. one or two between those two or one or two for me. Say say it again. So it's either the Batman or the Dark Knight. They were they 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 swap places one or two until I watch them again, right? Okay, I'll, maybe I'm maybe I'll because finalize that order by the end of this because, podcast because the Batman is fresh in my mind right now. Yeah. It's number one because I really enjoyed it. Uh, number three would have to be original Keaton Batman. Okay. Followed by Batman Returns. Um, then followed by Begins. Um, maybe Dark Knight Rises at that point, and then the Schumacher stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I should place I would, the Adam well, West Batman movie at number one. <laughs> I have never seen that one. Um, okay, so Schumacher, Schumacher alone, only Schumacher on his own merit, Forever or Batman and Robin? Forever. Yeah, for fucking real. <laughs> like, <laughs> forever. I was, I was like, okay, where's the divorce lawyer's like, number at? <laughs> I am... I am I am a Batman fan, and I've always loved Batman. But even I, at Batman and Robin, was like, "Come on, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ!" You know, there's been a lot of talk on the internet about like now that we got a little more perspective on how the Batverse works, uh, that um, Mister Freeze could be done a way better way. I think it'd be great. I would love to see a new Mister Freeze. Well, here's the thing. I am a big. I'm just like whispering in this mic for some reason. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm 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 a big fan of just taking taking those universes and diving into them. But the problem you run into is obviously money. Yeah. Keeping those actors. And oh no no, no. I'm not talking about grabbing Arnold for this shit. What is he? Ninety seven. No no no. Yeah. I'm not talking about Arnold either. I'm just saying like to keep the your mains like. Marvel and Disney did a thing where it was just like amazingly they kept all these original actors for 10 years for 10 years plus right like yeah. for a long fucking time and uh you know that's very lucky it's it also costs a lot of money to lock people in like yeah, that I'm pretty sure Robert Downey Jr how the hell the rock was the highest paid actor of the year that the Avengers came out it means Robert Downey Jr needs to fire his fucking agent I don't know, man. Like they agreed to a lot of those those contracts so long ago, and Rock could have put out two or three movies in a year. Whereas, how how often are the Marvel movies coming out? Yeah, man. But anyway, 
This is my opinion. I'm Didn't Downey to. Jr. take a pay cut too, so everybody else could get paid more? Yeah, because he's nice, but he's that doesn't nice dude. that doesn't mean his contract should have shouldn't have been better. I, I, I mean, and 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 if your contract's set, and then you decide to do with your money what you will, that's up to you. I've always kind of wondered how they come to that number anyway, just because like the Rock's also got like a like I think his tequila brand now is like worth a billion dollars. Good, good for him. Um, I fucking like that guy. But the Rock's I'd also drink tequila with him. Here's the thing with the Rock is he's got his movies, but he's also in stuff like Ballers. He's yeah. also like hosting American Gladiators, he's doing making, stuff for the Olympics, making, like uh, wrestling appearances still too. Right, like yeah. that guy is everywhere. He's gonna be the next Jay Z, oh sure. You know, now that I think about it, he is probably. But even though I didn't see him of, at his prime, like at, at his peak, which is where he's at right now as a movie star, he's probably the most popular person I have seen in real life. Oh, yeah. Because I, I went to all those wrestling shows back in like 99, 2000, The Rock is the, one of the most famous people on the planet. I would argue the, the most. The Queen of England. No. Uh, not quite popular, queen. but known. <laughs> uh, I'd say bigger than the Queen. I, I'm willing to bet that there are people that don't really, that, that really don't know much about the Queen of England that have seen rock movies and love the rock. Yeah, but she's on currency, man. <sighs> Old rich white lady. <laughs> Who cares? Okay, I'm trying to think of I anybody, saw you on that, that Netflix that... show. What was that Netflix show called about the queen? Oh. Was it called The Queen? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think we did the that crown. with something. The, the, the crown. crown. Okay. Yeah. I, thought we, I think we did that with something uh, last week. We were like, what was that movie called? It was The Something. I was like, yeah, it's called The Something. <laughs> our friend, Our friend Will will always bring up the fact that for some reason we were talking about Daniel Day-Lewis and I was like, what was that movie that he was in where he was a boxer? He goes, you mean The Boxer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could always count on Will to keep oh, your it was, shit in check. <laughs> it was The Hunt. It was The Hunt. We were like, what was that movie where they were hunting all the liberal people and <laughs> they were trying to, like it was called like Hunting or Hunter or something. It's like, no, it's just The Hunt. <laughs> Yeah, he'll he'll keep the you. kill. I think I call it the kill or something like that. He'll make sure that you you don't feel too good about yourself. <laughs> it's a nice ego check. He's like yeah, he is for real. he is his own. I appreciate it every step of the way. <laughs> he is his own like little like micro DMT trip. <laughs> <laughs> every time I think I'm doing well for myself and got like something witty to say, I just say it to our friend Will first, and he reminds me that I have. No talent <laughs> and no funny bones in my body. And I should just keep this stuff between us, friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then I come and drink and broadcast it the internet instead. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, he, yeah. He, if you're ever excited and feeling good about something, <laughs> let Will know. <laughs> no, he is a wonderful friend that he's, is super he's supportive. The, he's the, he's we are best. just joking because we he has definitely taken our knees out from under he's us. He's that a few one times. friend that you all have when you get him to laugh at something, you're like, Yeah, yes! I fucking got him to laugh. <laughs> I can just go lay down for the rest of the day. I'm good. When you get him impressed at something, you're like, Yeah. Holy shit, I impressed him. <laughs> the amount of times I've been like, Oh, dude, check this thing out. I was like, Oh, yeah, I saw that like three days ago. Like, God damn it. <laughs> There's been times where I've been like, Why don't you come to like, you know, Belize with us, man. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to fucking Belize. Yes! <laughs> no, it, no, he wouldn't even say it like if he, he would. Why would I go to Belize? Yes! That's exactly how he'd say it. 
Oh my god, <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> hey man, we were thinking about going to New York for like a weekend in the fall or something. You want to like make a thing of it, make some friends? Like, no. what do I got to do in New York, man? Just put your. <laughs> I can't even do like yeah. what you did, <laughs> but no, I thought I would come up with it on the spot, and I can't. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, too many beers. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, where where were we going with that? Hell if I know. <laughs> Hell if I know. So, but so so anyway, back to the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the feel of it almost immediately. Yeah. And the thing I will say that that struck me the best, and the reason why it, it it's up there contending, right, with the Dark Knight. Do you have your notes on the screen? You cheating asshole. You have a note. Your notes on the screen right there. I got. I got to pull them up though, and they fade out. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Um, the thing I liked about it immediately is like they really leaned hard into the detective side of Batman. For real. The detective side of Batman is, is one of the sides that I've always been interested in. I've always been a big fan of the animated series. And it's it's a detective comic is what it is. Like it's yeah. a, the whole the you know, the whole animated series is very much about detection and like while you still have the action portion of a comic book story it was way more about how Batman was going to outsmart and 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 figure out what this particular villain he was going against this week was all about. And I felt like that vibe was there the entire time. I was like... Now it makes sense to me why this is... So, like you are making this a contender for your number one movie. And I think that's a good reason, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I will backtrack. I won't change my my number one but i will backtrack and I'll get say her to change it guys don't worry no you won't um but i will say that is a really good reason because this was a great plot and a great storyline to follow down that has not been explored by the other movies you're completely right like you could you could absolutely take like honestly you could take batman out of it and it would still be a great movie yeah man just let well i'll get to a point i have later but Without that point, let Commissioner Gordon just take it and run with it. It's still a good movie. Ahead of yeah. you mentioned, and I was mad you said it first. He wasn't to your commissioner mother. yet, by the way. It's just Detective Jim Gordon. Yeah, you're right. But he wasn't commissioner in the damn Nolan movies yet. He yeah. was in the last one or two. Yeah, he was. But that was a progression. He worked his way up. You <laughs> calm the fuck down. He did. Anyway, he put you it said his time. to your mother first, and it made me mad you got to it first that this movie very much had a seven vibe. Yeah. And you are right. That was. Nail on the head. I literally had put it in my notes before we even got to your mom and you said it out loud and I almost slapped you because it's like, damn it, you stole my thunder. <laughs> yeah, it, it very much felt like the movie Seven and that might be another reason why I leaned into it because yet another detective movie. I love Seven. Yeah. Another detective serial killer movie and, and that's what the Batman is. Like it's a detective, it's a detective story about him trying to track, help track down a serial killer. Okay, so we're well into spoilers if you haven't picked up on that yet. Right. Um, so the the villain, the main villain in this one, um, is the Riddler, and there's so many villains, y'all. Uh, so many bad guys. Carmine Falcone. Yeah, Carmine Falcone's in it. You know, the penguin. penguins in it. Like, there's there's so many dirty cops. There's a shit ton going on. Uh, it's a lot to keep up with. I, I mean, honestly, you know, Selena Kyle, she's sort of a bad guy in a way. Like always always and forever um but the riddler the guy that ended up playing him and when i i did look it up on imdb who was cast because all i'd seen was his army surplus mask like outfit 
Oh, the, like, you mean the Gimpler? Yeah. <laughs> he looked I, like the Gimp He from did look Pulp like the Fiction. Gimp from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> the whole time I was like, I was just thinking in my head, Oh, my God, that would have been so perfect. You should have... Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everybody, it's the Riddler here. What's black, white, and red all over? All right, listen. <laughs> listen, I got... I got some ideas for you, and I really feel like as your wife, you should listen to me. You need to make a Batman edit where it includes that shit. <laughs> it just needs to slowly come up in the background. Like when they introduce the fucking Riddler, you got to edit that in. It's like every time, every time he he talks on the phone. Hey, Riddler here. I'm I'm here to I've talked to you and tell you where the next person's no, dying okay, at, so and it starts coming up in the background. You're missing my point here. I mean, a very short edit of the one scene where he introduced that guy for like the first or second real time with his full get up, stupid ass garb on. And they do that intentionally, by the way. I don't like it's not, I don't think it was an unintentional costume design to make him seem like a pathetic piece of shit. I think that was very intentional. Um, but like the first or second introduction of him, I really think like it'd be a nice short like YouTube introduction clip to do what you just did for me is just put those two pieces of the puzzle together. <laughs> like, oh my God. Talk just, about just cut in the, the actual scene in Pulp Fiction where the gimp gets out of the box <laughs> and then starts talking to Batman. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Anyway, he's totally right. He looks just like the gimp. Um but anyway, I had only seen that in the promo picture, so I looked up who the actor was, and I've seen him in some other shit before. And wasn't he the nerdy? He was the nerdy kid from the Girl Next Door. Oh no! He was the one at the end of the Girl Next Door who ends up. Who you ends mean that up, movie from like fifteen years ago, where he would have been in sixth grade? Yeah, that was him. No, right? you're so bad at this. We do, we do this like y'all skip back four years on this podcast, and I'm still telling him he's really bad at identifying actors. But, in two thousand four. With Eliza Dushku, it's not Paul Dano. Yeah, it's Paul Dano. Are you serious? He was he was Klitz in. Uh, Let me see this shit. Yeah. Did, oh. I just, did I just? Did I? Oh my god! Yeah, it's Paul Dano. He's the he was the nerdy guy from. Uh, he was. Show me a picture of him in the girl next door. Oh, it's not that guy. That guy's no. in everything. Yeah, um, that's Dexter's dad. Hang on, let me look at the pictures. All right, historically, he's really bad at identifying actors, but he guess broke there clocks he's... white, right? <laughs> broke clocks white twice a day. Well, this clock is never white, never white. Holy shit, that is yeah, him. Yeah, that's him. That's, that's... And did you, did you ever see uh, that uh, Angelina Jolie movie, Taking Lives? Yeah, I totally saw that one. Remember the very beginning when the kid kicks his friend in front of the car? And uh -huh. kick, that's, he's the one that kicks the kid in front of the car. So he's always been a serial he's killer. Always, like, he's always played a great serial killer. Okay, so but go back to his IMDb because I've seen him in more recent shit and I can't remember what it was because I looked him up. Shit. Hang on. Oh, you fucked it up. I fucked it up. Uh, Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Um, He was... Uh, that's He was the guy that went into partnership with Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. Great. That's and ended up becoming like an evangelical preacher. Way more recent is what I'm thinking of. I mean, There Will Be Blood's pretty recent. No, yeah. it's not. That's like 10 years 12, ago. 12 Years a Slave. Pantheon. You watch Pantheon, the no, series? Go through the, the, the actual like just movie posters. That's going to be your easiest way. Known for. Um, it doesn't let me scroll from here. It just oh, gives you mind. the top four. Sorry. Um, let's see. The Guilty. 
He's just a voice in that. Akja War and Peace TV miniseries. Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man's one I know. Do you watch Swiss Army Man? I haven't seen it yet. That's the, that's the one remember. where Daniel Ratcliffe's on the island, right? Yeah, he's a corpse he's that a corpse. starts talking to the guy. Uh, Youth, Love and Mercy, 12 Years a Slave, Prisoners, Looper. Looper. He's Seth from Looper. Yes. He's the bad guy in Looper, yeah. One of. One of, yeah. Um, Ruby Sparks being Flynn, flat screen for Ellen. Cowboys and Aliens, he's in that. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Um, Night and Day, the night movie. I don't remember that one. Um, that is... Oh, that's that's the Tom Cruise, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz movie. Oh, shit. Oh, night, as in K-N-I-G-H-T. Right, right, right. Um, the Extra Man, where right. the wild things are. He was out, the voice of Alexander. Oh. Yeah, he's Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine's one I know him from, but I mean, that's... It's 2006, yeah. Yeah, that's a ways back. Um, anyway, so he's a great actor, but he plays a really great, just unhinged... Ex, like just outcast from society right just really well done i mean dude he is in the roles that that i've seen him in he's always really creepy he's always really good he's he's excellent like just seeing that picture of him in um in there will be blood makes me want to see there will be blood so bad because he i forgot how good of a creepy evangelical he becomes he's such a good well i mean in robert um pattinson did the same thing in that movie with tom holland um yeah um, the devil all the time the devil all the time where spider-man killed batman yeah like it is it's so okay i feel like it's a new trend in acting if you can play a preacher <laughs> if you can play a really messed up preacher because oh what was the movie about being a vampire or no, the, a, TV the tv show, show. that was Netflix. um same people who did haunting midnight mass midnight mass yep spoiler alert <laughs> eh, i mean yeah i guess that's a little spoiler but yeah it's <laughs> those aren't supposed to come in the beginning but yeah um, but the guy the guy in that one who plays a really really good devout Baptist but he's not preacher. he's not the same kind of like preacher yeah. that they're playing he is um he's not hyper evangelical he's more of a priest he's a priest yeah. but like i would say that his story the story in midnight mass is more of uh the way life can get you mm -hmm. and this story in both those movies with there will be blood and um the devil all the time is how an evil person can end up as a man of god <laughs> like so i feel like that's the difference there. Go watch Midnight Mass, by the way, if you haven't. Binge mm -hmm. the shit out of that. It's so good. Um, but anyway, so I was looking up Paul Dana. We are just completely getting off track. Yeah. And uh, I totally felt like he gave it that, like, Kevin Spacey 7 vibe, like, treatment to the whole thing, especially in the beginning. And then his performance, which a testament to how good an actor he is, it, de like, devolved not as a performance standard but like his character started on a high as a scary son of a bitch and then just like imploded on himself into a pathetic piece of shit and yeah. it was exactly how i feel about every single serial killer that i hear a true crime story about or anything like that like they portrayed that like height and fear and and reverence for you know like to lack a better word for the fear that somebody can like stalk a city with 
they, they portrayed that perfectly and then it just melts into a puddle of nothing well, once you see what a pathetic piece of shit is behind it all. Well, it's a classic case of I mean, Honestly. who's who's more who's more egotistical than a than a serial killer, right? So uh. they've got themselves on a giant pedestal, right? They've got themselves built up and they've got tons of of their own self confidence, self esteem is soaring, you know, when it comes to their when it maybe they're maybe not in their in their life in per se, but when it comes to their um project. Their project or their domain of being a killer, like they just shine. And um and as Ooh. we found out as we found out just from watching cult documentaries during the pandemic or even as watching this movie, as you find out, like he's got a small group of people that listen to him too. And so that also boosts the confidence. How freaky was that to say for you? That was pretty, that was pretty freaky. Yeah. I mean, it pulled up and I was just like, Oh shit. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? What pulled up? Wait, the, the, his online like oh, discord yeah. and all that shit right, like yeah. just came straight up and it was a, a, a chat room just like we use for video game and then and communicating with like people that watch you game all the time is exactly like that yeah i mean it's really what it comes down to especially when the way with the way they've done the riddler which is way different than the riddlers from the past so way different from jim carrey um different from adam west series Different from the Adam West series for sure. They didn't really go into the backgrounds of all those guys, where they came from, and why they the, were the way they are. They're more so just bit criminals. From, you get a little bit from Edward Nigma from Jim Carrey. Well, the, yeah, no, I was talking about the Adam West. Like oh, they sorry. didn't really go into the like those. The, they just showed up. They're the bad guy. I'm the Riddler. Like it's just yeah. really easy to understand. Okay, this guy. Good versus evil, black right. and white. Um, yeah. I would say that Jim Carrey's was close. He didn't have obviously the internet wasn't the internet at that point, yeah. so he didn't have people to talk to online. He was just a really weird, smart, smart, overworking, just psycho, you know, psychopath, right? Um, but with this one, they kind of leaned into the, the term I came up with was the neck beardler. <laughs> <laughs> he very neck beard, very um very online troll like like that just very um entitled yeah very entitled like the world the world totally owed him something Mm -hmm. and and because the world was unfair and he was a victim of circumstance Mm -hmm. um and don't get me wrong, the world was fucking unfair to this guy and his backstory. Yeah, his backstory like, is very sad. It's very sad. Most of, most of the, uh, if you look into any of the real, like, deep into the backstories of any of the Batman henchmen, not henchmen, but any of the Batman, like, Bill. main bad guys, they have really sad stories. The Joker yeah. has a really sad story. Like, yeah, I mean, it, of course. Like, but here's the thing that gets pointed out with so many stories I listen to is, there's a lot of people with sad stories. They don't kill everybody. It's true. Like, there's a lot of people that, you know, their uncle was a bad dude and held their head underwater. There's a lot of people that their priest touched them. There's a lot of people that their dad never was around. There's a lot of people that both their parents died in a car accident when the system ate them up. Like, they still don't kill everybody. Like They don't. Like, but th- they're all things that most of those types of people, killers, serial killers, stuff like that, have in common. But, Okay, to the contrary. <laughs> uh, lots of serial killers come from great homes. Okay. Ted Bundy, 
Married, parents married his whole life. Didn't he have some like fuckery in his childhood though? I mean, I'm pretty sure an uncle touched him or something like that, but like, still, yeah, like they're not coming from, like, not every time are they coming from a broken home. And lots of times their moms are prostitutes and the kids got passed around the whorehouse. Who knows? But like, it, and, and shit, I shouldn't say that. Because we also know, like, people end up in sex work for various different reasons. It's not exactly a choice every time, and we know that. But you think like, like Charles Manson, who's yeah, who's whose mom, mom was a like a strung out person who like felt felt that in her drug haze, it was okay to pass a child around. <laughs> like, right. yeah, is is you know, there's differing degrees of your choices in life, <laughs> and you want to try to err on the the conservative side of your shittier choices or your when you don't have a choice god i'm just i feel like i'm phrasing it all wrong you're just you know you're just kind of i see what you're saying like i think yeah. i think your point came across you just you don't have the words to kind of put it right just succinctly like you want it to um i was thinking about i'm trying to be more pc in my life i didn't grow up quite that way <laughs> but i'm trying to be sensitive to the fact that i don't know every avenue of life that you run down yeah but I'm also I'm, about to pick this movie apart. So. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on that, but at the same time, too, like you almost sometimes, and I, and I say you, but I mean people almost put themselves at a detriment when they try too hard to be PC. Yeah. Oh no, I totally agree with then that. Then you're so overcorrecting. They're like, "Why are you overcorrecting so hard?" Yeah. <laughs> like it no. becomes that. Wait a minute. He is a cop. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with that too. Um, I will say that I did. Um, I was I can't I can't not watch a Batman movie and be like, why can't Batman, like why can't there be a happy Batman <laughs> like a happy Bruce Wayne? Because happy is. people don't risk it all. They don't risk it all to go fix everything. That's true. Like it's, I guess the story itself is sad, but because I'm always you, brooding. Always I'm happy brooding. as hell. I'm not going out to fight crime and risk. My baby's mom? Are you kidding me? That's crazy well, I guess talk. he's got no one but Alfred, right? Exactly. Like, okay, so let's talk about Alfred. It's a great segue. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> one, I cannot picture... I cannot think of the, uh, the actor that played Alfred without picturing him as a full-on gangster. Like, uh, just... Hooligan, gangster, just because of the roles he's played. Like, he is typecast in my mind forever and always. I cannot do it. Um, and then I laugh my ass off in the movie when Falcone, um, and then in an about face, Alfred, both convinced Bruce Wayne of two completely different fucking stories within five minutes of talking <laughs> to each other. And I was just like, does does Bruce Wayne watch documentaries with me on my couch? Because he is as easily swayed as I am watching a documentary that HBO put out well, on kinda, any topic. Well, and you kind of almost want to be like, how good of a detective are you, Bruce? No shit. Like, Falcone <laughs> tells him this whole story about his dad being a piece of shit, murdering, lying, fucking conniving son of a bitch. And they were best buds from ever. Uh, so we're listening to a mobster all of a sudden and Bruce Wayne is convinced that Alfred, who has been his father essentially for the last 20 years, has lied to him his whole life and goes to confront Alfred in a hospital bed of all places. <laughs> and then Alfred spills three minutes of dialogue and Bruce is 
once again fully 180 on his previous position. So it took Falcone three minutes of dialogue to convince him of something he had known for 30 years or whatever, 20 years. I think mm-hmm. that's a young Batman, so we'll call it 20 years. Sure. Um, and then Alfred only took three minutes to convince him back. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, Bruce Wayne listens to confessions like I watch documentaries and he is very easily swayed. So, but here's something that, that plays into that, right? I saw it today somewhere. I don't know these. I think the timeline of the movie, the Bruce Bruce Wayne's parents were killed in 2001. Yes, that's when the ad campaign so, aired in the movie. So the so Batman in this is only what 20. Well, he was like 10 when they were killed. Was he 10? Okay. Yeah, because he's like I thought he was like five or seven. Sorry. I mean, he's youngish. He's like late. So he's pushing 30. Basically, he's late single digits or early double digits. Yeah. Okay. So he's pushing 30 or early 30s. Okay. See, I was in in my head like I, I don't know why I was just thinking he was in his early twenties, and I was like, "Well, you're really dumb when you're in your early twenties. You are really dumb in your early twenties." But you I will can say, be dumb when you're that age too, before your thirties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I think that Robert Pattinson in a, in a way really played it well because he's just dumb enough to fit that age. Like he's not so dumb that you're like, "Oh, that's definitely a twenty-two year old," but he's not so mature and like balanced that you're like no that dude's definitely closer to 40 like it's he's in that range where you're still like okay i've kind of figured it out now i'll watch my mouth just a little bit to shut the hell up Mm -hmm. while i think the riddler has me pinned and totally knows who i am like you know if you're in if you're 22 years old you're gonna try to jump in with a quick like explanation or something while somebody's confessing their sins to you but he's just old enough to know to keep his damn mouth shut, thinking he still has been caught, and then realizes not. So, anyway, I thought Robert Pattinson played him really well. I was talking with her sister-in-law um, also on that. And sister I, Bridget. Yeah, Sister Bridget. Um, and I do think that he played Bruce Wayne the exact same way he played Edward Cullen. Which bothered the shit out of me. I'm in glad movie. I never watched any of those oh movies. Oh my God. Ever. He was sitting next to Alfred and all I could see was a sparkly brooding ass vampire. Because he played it the exact same way he played Edward Cullen. In that scene in particular. Um, and then the other scene I hated. Uh, and this was a Batman scene actually. Um, was the forced rooftop chemistry scene with Selena Kyle and Kiss. They had plenty of chemistry in other scenes and they had a great storyline and a lot of tension built in other scenes that didn't need a forced kiss also something that could have been cut out of the end of the movie the the end of the movie wasn't that bad on their interaction this was like shoehorned in the middle there was like a rooftop shoehorned uncomfortable not sexy tension ish scene between selena and batman yeah and I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. And they both feel forced. And it was just, it kind of put me off for a second. And then like two scenes later with them, it, they like Zoe Kravitz did a great job. You know, Robert Pattinson did a great job. And I felt like right back into it. But that one fucking rooftop scene in like the middle of the movie, I was just like, that was so unnecessary. They like each other. They're fighting like cats and dogs. Ha ha. Cats Hollywood's got to be terribly happy with Zoe Kravitz, by the way, because they get another Halle Berry because, uh, dude, she is like doing like basically step by step. If Halle Berry was younger and able to be in this movie as Catwoman, it would have been Halle Berry in this movie. She's definitely channeling Halle Berry. Um, 
wasn't a huge fan of the Halle Berry Catwoman movie. Never saw it. It was, it was pretty bad. It's kind of like the Batman Daredevil movie, in my opinion. Do you think she was a better or Batman? Cat- Batflack is better. Better Catwoman than the Nolan Catwoman. I forget her name right now. Oh, um, she's a Princess Diaries. Princess chick. Diaries chick. Um, uh, Heidi. No, 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 no. I can't remember her name either. Personally, I like the subtlety that the Nolan one had because it was a different take. Right. Because uh, you know, uh, Catwoman had always been a little over the top, and I thought Michelle Pfeiffer did a good blend of that. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Um, I liked Halle. I liked Halle Berry, but like there was a little, little bit of hokey in that performance too. Sure. So, I I, I think Zoe Kravitz. I mean, Zoe Kravitz. I think did a really. I think Michelle really Pfeiffer is my favorite. Yeah, Catwoman, but Zoe Kravitz is a very close second. Yeah, I will say that because Anne Hathaway, I totally had forgotten was Catwoman until you mentioned it. So I think, yeah, hands down, I can't throw, yeah. even throw her in the running. Yeah, the the Anne Hathaway one, like her scenes in those Nolan movies, felt very didn't feel didn't feel like Catwoman to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it felt like it could be a Catwoman. It didn't feel like the one I knew. It, it, her 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 performance didn't feel like a Catwoman. I thought she did a fine performance for like that storyline, but it's it's not memorable next to Christian Bale and fucking Heath Ledger and all the other shit going on. Like I did like how in the Nolan Batman's like her her little glasses that she yeah. used when they came up, they became the ears on her suit. I like that too. And did that. And also like when she rode away on the motorcycle with the really tight pants on. Oh, did you like that? <laughs> Guys, how's that couch feeling? Like? <laughs> Banish him. Um, um, so, Banish him. Yeah, I already said that. <laughs> uh, the, you, were, you were surprised <laughs> to see the twins, the Carver twins. Oh, I was. Oh, my God. Those guys. Okay, the two twins that keep getting their asses kicked through the whole fucking movie. <laughs> they were the first time I ever saw them on TV or a movie was in Desperate Housewives and they were like five-year-old little boys. They look really familiar. Like they did something else. They've done a bunch too. of stuff. Yeah, like they always appear as twins almost. Like they, they've been in a bunch. Um, There's got to be something. All right, so Ratchet. There's Desperate Housewives. Yeah, I guess. Oh, we didn't talk about, um, we did talk about seven, but did you know? Oh, they were in the leftover. One of, at least one of them was in the leftovers. Yes, it was just one of them. That was the, the thing I was thinking of where ah, it was just one okay. of them showed up. Um, did, so we talked about how it had seven vibes. Did you feel any jigsaw kind of vibes a little bit? Um, yeah, a little bit with all the, tr- like the face traps and like all that stuff. Well, I mean, um, just, or in, I kind of here. Here's where I, here's where I had I had a little bit of jigsaw, but I only I only thought jigsaw because you mentioned it just now. Like I see exactly what you were talking about. But what I really thought about was fucking Jeremy Irons from Die Hard with a Vengeance, calling and giving them like questions to answer to oh, run across the city. To, yeah, to find. See, Jeremy Irons to me seems seemed just the, not not Jeremy Irons himself, but the the concept of no, calling and being like. All right, answer this question or get to get to this subway in ten minutes or it blows up. Yeah, it's just Jeremy Irons' whole thing was so much more playful because ultimately, if you haven't seen Die Hard with the Vengeance, like his motive's money. He doesn't give a shit about a higher fucking purpose. Sure. So he's just sending them on a wild goose chase. Yeah. So he's playful about it. Like yeah. um 
but yeah. with jigsaw like there's a higher moral like a, a morality compass yeah the using. answer answering to answering to what you've done in the past yeah. and stuff like that which I, I think the reason why i leaned harder into um into john doe from seven right oh it's a hard lean i, I think that's yeah. a good one too because they have they had the whole the scene. journals the journals the had to be, journals it, there's no way that wasn't an homage and no shit that's there's what no I said. way that that, had, that there was no way that a lot of that stuff wasn't an homage well i mean that and then also like the scene in the police precinct precinct where he starts screaming at the at the the to a glass or whatever he's screaming at like that felt so fucking john doe to me yeah like when he was apprehended. Detective! Yes. Trying to get their attention. Yeah. 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 Like, and then when he was apprehended um, in the coffee shop, like that felt very much like the desert scene to me. Mm. Like, I mean, it was a little flip flopped, but just he was so channeling Spacey. Like, and everybody hates to admit it because Spacey's a piece of shit, but that's the best portrayal of a fucking serial killer in a long ass time. And we just watched. A damn show about a cold-blooded ass killer tonight, and he yeah. was just that fucking unassuming and shitty. Worst roommate ever. We've been watching on Netflix, and it's really good. Yeah, it's um, making me not want to let my daughter leave her leave the house ever. It's good true crime. Um, um okay, I got a couple others. So well, let me let me let me oh, pepper sorry. some I'm of sorry, mine I'm sorry, into. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, the uh, you brought up the precinct, yeah. which there were a couple of there were a couple of scenes in the precinct. Fucking hilarious to me the amount of times you have big, huge groups of cops running through doorways together. I was gonna <laughs> say hear, ah, they're okay. running after Batman. Like it felt very, it felt very fucking Scooby Doo. It felt very <laughs> Adam West. Yeah. Like okay, so I was gonna say there's so many things about this movie that I have to just running exactly. And I think that was on. I think it was intentional. Um, there's a lot of things in this movie that I think are unrealistic to a point of it is a detriment to the movie, but the fucking police station scenes were perfect to me. Like they they were goofy, unorganized, like they're all crooked. Um, half of them are on the fucking gangsters payrolls, like yeah. they're not well trained. And it does feel like there should be some goofy ass Batman mu music in the, or, or Benny Hill or something in the background. And there's no there's way they don't pull that mask off before he wakes up. No shit. They that, carried him sure. all the way back to for the sure. fucking <laughs> precinct. How do you not pull the fucking mask for off? For fucking sure. So that is stupid and unrealistic. But that precinct fight scene was probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. It was so well done. It was so well shot. It was well choreographed. It was when he tried, when he has to escape, right? When he has to escape the precinct. Like I was sitting here like watching it and I was like, this is my favorite scene in the movie. And then we got to the end and I will say there was a contender for favorite scene in the movie, but the fucking precinct stuck out to me as it was happening. I was like, this is it. This is it. The only problem that, that took me out of the movie for a second with that precinct scene is when he's running away and all those cops are chasing him down that hallway and he fire he fires his harpoon and goes up like 10 floors yeah. and there's already another group of cops coming out the door at the at they the, have radios you know i guess but man <laughs> not that many ready to run after him like well, they were, okay like, i will say all mob. The, every single cop in that precinct shot like a stormtrooper too yeah, <laughs> like, true. but also batman's wearing kevlar the whole time so i don't know what to say but but that i just couldn't stop thinking about how funny just the crowd of cops where he like would basically open a door and they'd be like, ah, so he just like close the door and go yeah. another way. No, like it, it felt was, very it, much like that. It felt so much like an Adam West one. Like, I, I mean, 
if Adam West wasn't on the side of the cops right. through the whole TV show. You know, like back then it was, you know, it is unquestionable that Batman's on the side of the good guys. Um, but yeah, I, I really love that scene. Um, that does lead me to with the stormtrooper storm shooting yeah. <laughs> that uh, I thought many times about Batman's Kevlar and how he just went chin first into danger with guns <laughs> like yeah. how many times did he just like face to face a shotgun and was just like that kevlar on the rest of my body will protect my chin <laughs> yeah but i mean that's also really batman yeah like, too. for sure um i that's not even something i wrote down but that just reminded me i will have to say like one of the there's a car chase scene um involving the pink him and the penguin <gasps> okay. that i feel like was such a solidly done chase scene because it was imperfect. Does that make sense? Like it was imperfect in, in the way that when you're in the heat of a moment in a chase, like Batman Nothing goes ba right. Well, Batman doesn't perfectly weave in and out of stuff. Yeah. Like he's, he's getting, he's hitting things and like, it feels like an actual car chase would be like, he's actually getting hit and getting knocked into other cars. And like, it's, they made it as realistic as you probably could and make it turn out the way it did. Right, right. So it's I, still a crazy action chase scene. But. Yeah, I come at that as an insurance adjuster, and I'm just I don't give a fuck how he reinforced that vehicle. That vehicle would not have made it through that shit. <laughs> like, um, that that was my only. Okay, so that brings me. And that was to, also the only time Colin Farrell looked like Colin Farrell. God, Colin Farrell did such car. a good time, a good job with that role. Uh, I I was. I wasn't skeptical because I know he's a good actor, but I was just like, how the hell are you going to pull Colin Farrell off as a penguin? And they did it. And it's amazing. You but, know what you're okay. going to be happy about, though, is Colin Farrell to reprise the role as penguin for a Batman spinoff show on HBO Max. What? Yeah. Nice. That's I happening. I am happy about that. So I was going to bring up with the car chase, mm -hmm. um, the, the physics in this movie did piss me off <laughs> because Batman jumps off the police precinct building in the exit of his chase with a wingsuit and he uh you know squirrel wingsuits through the city and then eats fucking Dude, shit at all no one's not dead after that yeah hit. no I, I mean maybe not dead but it was like a hundred mile an hour motorcycle crash yeah like and he just limps away like lightly limps and the next day is fine and that's absolute total bullshit and then the next night He's in a car crash with 17 fucking explosions with the penguin on the main strip in Gotham City. And then him and Jim Gordon have got the penguin and nobody's worried about any of these fucking civilians. And we have Batmaker the Pe uh, Bat <laughs> Batman the Peacemaker <laughs> who, who, who will get peace at, at whatever cost of civilian life it is. And yeah. it was just like, all right, now... Now I got a little bit of an issue here. <laughs> I'm willing to seek out peace no matter how many women, men, women, men, and children, women and children I, have, I to have to kill to get it. Yeah. Um, so the, you had. Um, oh, was, and also uh, Batman, Batman takes a bomb to the face with the DA. Mm -hmm. Alfred takes a bomb to the face. Guess who comes out unscathed? Guess who ends up in ICU for several days? <laughs> right. At the end of that chase scene, um, did you get. Did you get as he as he got out of his car and approached the penguin when the penguin was upside down? Did you get any vibes from that at all? I was really pissed there was an airbag. I was like, this is a modern day society. This is a modern car. He's not like penguins not driving a classic. The only thing I could think of is like, why is there no goddamn airbags? This is really like taking me out of it. Yeah, 
Well, those details aside, right? They, I guess they need they need his face to be seen, but whatever. Um, I, I guess I was talking more so like, did you not feel like some sort of like Robert Rodriguez Western? I did. Or okay. Django. All, all those missing was like the spurs clinging as okay. he's stepping toward. So that shot just of like the cape like blowing the, sideways. The waist, a little bit. the waist down. All you saw were like his legs and his his boots walking toward the penguin. Yeah, and you saw it, like the cape on a little yeah. bit of a side blow across the wind. Felt very uh, Western. So it was upside down in the theater as a shot because it's from the penguin's perspective, looking at him in a car that's turned upside down. And I was like, I would turn that shit right side up and frame that on my wall. Like it was an amazing cinematic shot. But I was taken out of the moment by the fact that the penguin's car for some reason didn't have any fucking airbags. <laughs> It's, but I mean, like, I don't know. I didn't get taken out. These by are that, the but. things that the Nolan movie, like Nolan movies, took into account a lot of times. And I'm, sh- I know there's plenty of things that are far from perfect from them. And I yeah. saw them long ago before I was older and cynical. But like, I, I just have to be honest about what takes me out of a movie. Like, any car made after 2013 has a fucking backup cam automatically. Like, everything has an airbag. Like, mm. it, and you can still see an actor's face if an airbag gets hit. Like. Penguin's a fucking gangster. He's got a knife in his pocket. He can stab the airbag and try to escape. Like, and then you see him. Like, there's a lot of ways around it, in my opinion. But yeah, no, I got you. I just, I just like how western that felt. It, it like, felt even though it came out of like an '80s, '90s crazy car chase. Yeah, like it still felt very western when he's approaching the car. I would say that was way better than an '80s, '90s car chase. Like, it was a. Uh, you know what I mean, though. Like, I, it know. was, it was better than any car chase I've seen. I'm just saying, like, I'm agreeing with you. Like, that's yeah. all I'm saying is that was an amazing shot it felt ex- exactly like you said it mm-hmm. felt perfectly placed as a western like the 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 good lawman is coming to town mm. to right some wrongs and in any way that he can and that car chase felt real as fuck in a lot of ways no hollywood car chase is going to really like if every car makes it out of it and can still drive, I, I'm gonna be like, yeah, fucking right nowadays. Like, so I can't, I can't really be trusted on that source. Yeah. But it wasn't like an insane bad boys two car chase, right? But I, I, I would say, I, don't know, I feel like a lot of people are educated in the way, in the ways those things go now. Like educated in just the way cars like function and stuff. Yeah. So there was something that you mentioned to me that I absolutely got the vibe from. Toward the end in the arena, um, the Riddler had done his his bombing and stuff like that, and people were rushing in, and there were there were people up top shooting guns or getting ready to shoot guns, and there was a vibe that you felt that made you think about something. Oh, it just made me think of Vegas. Well, more specifically, you said Aurora, which is oh. the actual Batman shootings. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't stop thinking. I could stop thinking of Aurora when we got into the theater. I was honestly surprised that that was in the movie. I was too. Like it was that. Like it was that. Like I was too. It it was a little bit shocking, um, especially that there was a coordinated like internet effort. Yeah, and, like and all that. Like Is it me, or did I feel like like they were they were giving, giving a fucking giving people like ideas? Yeah, like an instruction manual on how to make it happen. Yeah, it felt it felt weird for sure. And I know that strays into weird territory, right? Of just being like, does oh, art imitate life? Does life imitate yeah, art? Life imitate art. Art imitates life. Or like, do video games and movies and and rap music really make people violent? Right. Um, I think the answer is yes on both sides. Like, I think they can give 
unstable people ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's not no, you don't make unviolent people violent, but people that aren't creative enough enough to have their own fucking ideas can certainly get an idea from you. Yeah. Uh, the the whole the whole bombs with the seawall. Yeah. In a in a in a city surrounded by water. I can't yeah. think of a city that's actually set up like that. So I think that one's I mean, more Manhattan. safe. Yeah, they don't have a seawater. Most of Miami. They don't have seawalls that are circulated that that fully. And they have backups. Like, mm, Yeah. You couldn't just place a bunch of vans and fuck them up like that. That's not possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, it just seems. But you could totally get people in the middle of a damn football arena in a crisis of some sort, like after a hurricane. Oh, yeah. What was, what was it? Gotham Square Garden. It was basically Madison Square yeah. Garden, but it was Gotham Square Garden. It was it was basically um, the place where everybody gathered at Katrina. Kind of like the Superdome, yeah. Superdome. Sorry. A little bit like that, yeah. Um, it's just a big arena, and then you just have all these people that are just kind of, they got nowhere to go because water's rushing in. Like, um, Yeah, the, the I guess the, the whole coordinated mass shooting thing was kind of wild to me which those guys shot like stormtroopers as well yeah thankfully they had Um, scopes too (laughs) except for except for the one that counted i guess yeah (laughs) they hit the one but they didn't fatally hit that person so (laughs) yeah there was like i was gonna say at the beginning when we started in this this was the first gotham city set design that i've seen that felt like gotham like gothic style. I think they shot it in Sydney. I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, Hollywood set going into that. There's a lot of Hollywood set going into it, but I think all the big, broad skyline shots um, and all the stuff like racing through the city and stuff. I'm pretty sure all that stuff was shot in Sydney. Okay, um, but my my point is, is like the architecture on the insides mm-hmm. of all the buildings. Is very like inside Wayne Manor, inside the the yeah Wayne Manor like a church yeah like in, <laughs> all wood inside the city hall like all of it feels very gothic and and there's a little bit of Greek architecture in there too to mix up because what city doesn't have it but it it felt very intentionally set designed and I appreciated that that being said I saw a few pieces in the set design that were cardboard <laughs> and I was like huh that's funny. This big major budget movie, and then I saw the Gotham Square Garden scenes. I was like, "Oh, that's where the money went <laughs> for that cardboard side." Yeah. Where I was like, "Oh, that one little piece of cardboard." And uh, what was cardboard? I didn't even see it. it. It was like in some of the the like earlier scenes of the movie. I can't even remember what building it was, but it was just little like gothic details that didn't exist in the building they were actually shooting in. So to like bolster it up, it's you know, distance background pieces. And okay. it just like that, the camera angle caught it just right where I was like, yeah, that's not real. Um, but I was, I was like, I wonder why they went that cheap route. And so just like do it. And I was like, and then I saw them flood the fucking set yeah. <laughs> into the scene in, you know, Gotham square garden. And I was like, Oh, that's because that cost like $10 million <laughs> to do right there. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. That was the coolest scene I've ever seen in a superhero movie. Batman hanging from that electrical wire was iconic at at the very least. It mm. was so cool. Yeah, it was neat. Um I guess it was just kind of a kind of a nod to uh 
I guess the work they've done with the sets and, and, and with the shooting and stuff. The only interior that I really like took notice of and started looking at the details of was inside Wayne Manor, which was really just a giant condo. Like, because it was just up on, it wasn't, they weren't actually at a mansion in that scene. He's he's actually, because remember they showed, they, they were like, you're too late after the explosion happened and he's coming up and you see the top of the building is on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all that's happening. All those scenes are actually just like, I guess the top part of a building. It's a penthouse. It's a penthouse. Yeah. Like, it's not even, but it's all... It's a kind of had like almost decorated like an old church on the inside. A lot of wood, a lot of like very ornate. Yeah. Wood um, stuff. God, it was just, it was cool. Like and what was the green stuff? Like he uh he gets shot at one point with a fucking elephant gun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he gets blasted in the chest with an elephant gun and and basically Oh, it was adrenaline. Oh, that was adrenaline? Yeah, okay. what he shot in his leg? Yeah. Yeah, it was adrenaline. Um Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why he was able to like scream and wake up and start beating the shit out of somebody. It was adrenaline. Mm. Yeah, he gave, he did had mention, like a. Did they mention that earlier? No, it's just it's it's one of those things like where they're just gonna uh, not spoon feed. They're gonna everything. let you. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like he had a port in his leg in his suit that would deliver some kind of. I was like, maybe it was the only he had to like rip something off, and maybe it was like the only spot where he didn't have like yeah, like so his, he could actually hit skin. His or whatever. Achilles tendon, right, right, of the right. suit, yeah, like. It was it was a neat concept because I was always always wondering how Batman picked his ass up from some of those fights. I did but like him him pulling all the people out from under the scaffolding though. Man, it felt like the Pied Piper, and I was thinking about like again how insane and epic those flood scenes were. Yeah. and I was sitting there just logging man hours and liability paperwork and all the shit that yeah. they had to go through to get. Everybody in that flooded ass room with a bunch of debris uh, and like a child on set. There's a child in that scene and everybody's in waist deep, murky ass water. And it's a big ass room because it's a big wide shot. Like, I was just like, how the fuck was the logistics on this shit? So they get paid the big bucks for. Oh my God, it was amazing. Um, I did enjoy, I don't know if they've done this in any other movie any other the Batman movie or even in like the animated series stuff, I did enjoy how they linked the Waynes to the industrial, uh, the prison industrial complex mm -hmm. with the Arkham's. I was, I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, I like, shit. I liked how they showed how real politics work, where they have a a renewal fund, and it's a big open fund with no oversight, and just every crime element just digs their w their grubby little paws into it. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Like I like I, it. It made me like, wow. I didn't. Uh, I never thought like I didn't even know that Arkham's were a family. I thought Arkham Asylum was yeah. just what it was called. Yeah, I so, didn't know that either. So it was, cool, was cool to see them kind of like play off the. Oh, because you were just watching what Gronish the other day, and they were talking about how like tuition was paying for prisons, like yeah, you know, helping pay for some of the prisons in the area or whatever. And it's like, huh? Yeah, they're investing their. Uh, their their tuition dollars into the prison industrial the um the for-profit pr prison system it's the first time i can and you can correct me if i'm wrong because they might have done this in the nolan batmans but it's the first time that someone has confronted batman or bruce wayne with the fact that hey your dad wasn't a fucking saint like he was a politician he was like they did portray him that way in joker i i also but joker i feel like doesn't 
I don't know. It doesn't really fit with like most Batman movies. I feel like the Waynes in the Nolan ones weren't saints, but they didn't tackle it head on. Right. They didn't like go into it and be like, hey, you know, your mom was crazy and your dad, your dad dealt with gangsters. And uh, basically and, your and, parents were the Kennedys. And I fed hope money you're okay to with the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, in this one, like they essentially set up the Waynes as the Kennedys. Like, right. Like almost exactly. Like the Kennedys had mob ties. Mom went to fucking the loony bin for a while. Like dad was assassinated. Like several dad figureheads in that family were assassinated. Like yeah. Like I'm I'm pretty sure they modeled like full on Wayne family Kennedys. It was uh interesting. You know, I thought for a second, like I thought they had just kind of done like a reveal, um, a la Seven. You know, in the in when he catches them in the stairway and he's taking pictures of them in Seven, mm-hmm. and that's that's. Kevin Spacey is doing that. Yeah. And they just don't realize he's the killer. They think he's just paparazzi. Yeah. I thought they did that he the Riddler did that with his um his little cut video he did at the very end where he talks about how one reporter was looking into all this and blah 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 blah. And I thought it was gonna end up being the reporter that was the Riddler. I thought it was gonna be Or his son or something. I thought it was gonna be his son. The reporter's son. Yeah. Like I said the the Waynes allegedly had somebody assassinated, which turns out to be Falcone, which is where Bruce Wayne gets re convinced of several different theories in about five minutes time. Um but yeah, I, I thought that it was going to be the reporter's son or something. Some of that, te- like Batman's always got cool tech too. Yeah. Um, but I like how the the tech wasn't over-explained yeah. as it is in a lot. Like, I feel like Nolan does a lot of over-explaining of the tech for I, Batman. I think in the Nolan verse, like when that movie came out, tech was new to everyone. So sure. you couldn't. You couldn't assume your audience's intelligence like you can about tech now. They all they. I feel like Nolan always took the James Bond aspect. Yes. Uh, to it's like what you have here, uh, Mister Wayne, is a pin, <laughs> and what this pin will do is if you pull this lever, it will shoot a bazooka rocket out of the end of it. Like, I agree completely. On that. <laughs> I feel like they didn't do, they didn't do that. They just, they just kind of let whatever he had kind of speak for itself. They were like, he's got this badass contact lens that's going to record the, everything. The contact we're going lens, Black Mirror with his bitch. The contact lens was cool as shit. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Um, I did think that the bat, the the batarang that, that clipped into the chest that magnetized into like the his suit's logo was cool as shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get you a nice switchblade when you need it. Yeah, I thought that was. I mean, I mean, that was just clever to me, like because there were toys that had that shit. Okay, <laughs> so uh, speaking of his gadgets and his tech, why do both Batman and Selena in this movie? prefer motorcycles the loudest fucking vehicle i can think of as their favorite mode of transport on a stealth mission every time you know this has nothing to do with a stealth mission but it does it does make me think of the very end of the movie when he startles her and because she's at the she's at her mother's graveside or whatever and then happens her friend's graveside right no it's her mom's who selena kyle's mom oh yeah you're right you're right um and she but like she gets startled by him i was like but then they go to leave and his bike's like right there it's like bitch you didn't hear him drive up yeah like, it's like right there yeah next like to she her goes, bike she goes to steal all that money at that fucking drop site and she rolls up on a fucking motorcycle to do it. <laughs> and they're like oh we couldn't hear you over the rain yeah, <laughs> like, we couldn't, no yeah 
Ducati is loud as fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> your Ducati is loud as shit. I can hear you coming from way to, and, and Batman's not exactly driving a fucking stealth car either. His, his, I do like, I did like this Batmobile because it. it was a souped up muscle car. I liked it too. It was much more realistic, but it, again, not armor enforced. Wouldn't have survived those fucking crashes. Wouldn't have survived that jump for goddamn sure. And the more, like, at first I thought it was cool, but like, as more as time goes on though, I think that Nolan's, Batmobile can eat my dick. Like I really don't like it. Yeah, I'm not saying that's the best Batmobile by any means, but especially once it started jumping from rooftop to rooftop. The crawler was pretty cool. No, I'm just playing. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about which is the best Batmobile, but I will say this was a cool ass Batmobile. Not realistic. Again, hollering back to Robert Rodriguez, it looked like the fucking vehicle from Death Proof. It did. It really <laughs> did. Um, let's see. What do I say? <laughs> my notes say 100 mile an hour motorcycle wind suit crash followed by a giant car crash I'm fine walk it off oh I did say Bernard cannot hold Gary Oldman's coat and I edited myself right. when I was typing that because I wanted to say Bernard cannot hold Gary Coleman's or Gary Oldman's dick. <laughs> Gary <laughs> Coleman. He can't hold Gary Coleman's anything anymore. I know that's um, sad. Jeffrey Wright, the guy who just for some reason started popping up in every fucking he's thing. He's great. He's amazing. He's His voice not is fucking, fucking Jim. Incredible. Yeah, but I mean, you had to try something different, I guess. He like he's not a bad Commissioner Gordon. It's just when when. Gary Oldman got mad as Commissioner Gordon. I bought it. When Jeffrey Wright got mad yeah, I didn't buy at the it. Penguin, I was like, you pulled your punch, bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't like, buy it either. I don't buy that shit at all. I didn't buy it either. Um, oh, 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 the Batman elevator scene in the precinct. Do you remember that one? Was it in the precinct? No, it wasn't in the precinct. Where he came up the elevator and everybody's waiting on him, ready to shoot. Was that it? Where was that? I can't even remember. I have so many notes. Oh, it was at the top of the scaffolding, right? Oh, were there a bunch of people up there? I don't remember. Anyway, Batman came up some fucking. Oh, oh, and he was, he was, but he was, he was up in the top of the elevator, and they, they didn't, the elevator opened, and no one was in it, quote unquote. Yes, and then he came out, and it basically felt very much like the scene from Rogue One when Darth Vader showed up. <laughs> it, it was very much like that. It also reminded me of um, another Christian Bale movie. Um, what was that fucking movie called? You made me turn. You made you didn't want to watch it because a, a dog died in it. Um, <laughs> that sounds like me. Ah, uh, they do gun kata. But anyway, like he, when he comes through that hallway and just fucks everyone up. Yeah. It was so cool because it was completely dark. And so the, the only light you get is when it, whenever one of the guns go off. So yeah. it had this really cool strobe effect. That's why I liked it. And that's why I akin it to the, the Rogue One scene because, yeah, the only light you see are, is a lightsaber and some blasters. And then Darth Vader's badass showing up. And that's how Batman felt. Okay. Equilibrium was the, was the uh, Christian Bale movie. How did we not bring this up sooner, though? But I got to say, no capes. No capes. There were so many instances of no capes in this movie. From yeah, it was he was he he had a lot of he he did have a lot of scenes with the cape, but he was there were there were a lot of scenes where Batman didn't have the cape on. Okay, I didn't see any of those because I'm pretty sure he had the cape on like the whole time. Like he was uh care he was stuck in the water, which the cape is going to fuck you over on that. He was fighting like 
multiple assailants and having to like grab the cape with one arm and then like sweep a leg with his other leg and like keep the cape out of his way so he didn't trip and I was just sitting there like Selena's got a lot of fucking like mobility on your ass man because she don't have a cape and I just kept thinking about the Incredibles <laughs> and no I was capes, yeah. yeah and I was just at the, the end of the movie uh, when he was loading up that one girl onto the stretcher one she took she was just if you're going into an airlift stretcher, you're also not like doing an ab workout. So reach up to Batman and pull your head out of the fucking support thing too. I wanted to message our friends that work in medical about that one. Mm. Um, but yeah, his cape got in the way of her lay, like laying her down for a second there. And I was like, no capes, <laughs> but it's Batman. You can't not have a cape. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, they, there were, a I mean, there's only a couple scenes like after, after the, after the squirrel suit incident, he didn't have a cape on, like okay. there was a couple of moments. I did kind of like the way they, they had, he was, he just went around with all of his shit in a backpack when he wasn't yeah, Batman. I that was cool as shit. I think that the material in the cape is what made it catch my attention so much because. It looked heavy. Exactly. It didn't look like a light cape. Yeah. Like, so I'd seen Incredibles before the Nolans, I'm pretty sure. Check that. Make sure I'm not crazy, but, um. And then the, the cape thing never bothered me in the Nolan Batmans, but this material just looks so much heavier, like a really heavy Tim Burton-esque rubber. Came out one year before. The Incredibles did? Incredibles came out 2004. Batman Begins was 2005. Okay, so yeah, I'd seen it I'd seen it before. Um, so that was in the lexicon. And yeah, like this cape, though, just felt like a very heavy fabric that was going to get into Almost way. leather. Yeah. That's what I said. Like it, it felt like a Tim Burton like leather rubber from the from the Michael Keaton suit, which was notoriously uncomfortable. Apparently, yeah. The only the only one. I mean, it's everything's a stretch because it's a Batman movie. But like, yeah. I was the squirrel suit scene. I was just kind of like, meh. I mean, I guess it's kind of a take on when Batman did like when Keaton did the thing where he raised okay, the arms up so and just kind of. I would have totally bought a squirrel suit descent. Like, sure. I, would have told, I guess it's more realistic than the Keaton descent. Yeah. I think I think it was a mo a more realistic way to do it. We we have seen people do that in real life and land it. The way they landed it is what threw me off because he would have died. Yeah. Like him having a a near brush with death and almost not landing it would have made that more believable, especially. Yeah. That's a hundred percent dead. Even if you're yeah. inside of a Kevlar suit, yeah. your brain has been slammed up against your head at that point. You're <sighs> dead. I mean, you're at least like got a arm hanging the wrong fucking way for yeah. sure. Like it was, you're not fighting or driving a car the next day for sure. Like, yeah, it, you're in rough shape for a while. <laughs> and you go lay in that Boba Fett tank for a few days. So I like the idea. It was just final end result execution on that one. I was like, or at least. Hey, make him not hit his head on the side of a bridge. That's what I mean. Maybe just have him like land really hard and roll a few times, like something. Yeah. I mean, he hit a bridge, then he hit the back of an eighteen wheeler, then he like sputtered out and rolled and hit the well, pavement. Like he landed the eighteen wheeler, but the parachute to slow him down caught the bridge and flung him up into the bridge. Yeah, Remember, that's yeah, what yeah. happened. So it's like and, a fucking bungee accident yeah. on top of it all. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was so like over. I was like, I was like, why did they do it like that? that Maybe just make it where he misses the fucking 18 wheeler yeah. and has to like roll a couple times or something yeah. like that but god damn i agree I, like that was what i yeah that was what i wanted is i was like i could buy that he that he did a squirrel suit descent that he fucked it up slightly mm. and and i don't know like 
Maybe he had a tape of his ankle or something. Sure, but like least, you can't least, have him like land a in a bridge. Ankle or something. Yeah, like uh, the only other thing I have out of my uh, out of my notes was uh, a reference to a tweet I saw. The um, I believe I saw it Friday or Saturday, and it was someone that I used to do work in radio with, and um, his tweet just said, "Just saw the new Batman movie." All I have to say is. Please normalize ninety-minute movies. <laughs> <laughs> I um, the other thing I said was it could have been two like good movies. Like, oh, I don't even think you needed to stretch that into two. I think just a, a nice heavy-handed editing. Trim it done. down to two and a half hours long, two fifteen maybe. I mean, I think it was runtime like two and a half for sure, like before credits. Um, but like, I think a solid. Two two ten would have worked really well with that. My my last note on it is, and if they played Ave Maria one more goddamn time, <laughs> that was that would be my last note for the movie. It was kind of a calling card for the Riddler, but damn, they overplayed the shit out of that song. I uh, I enjoyed the music. The music was all really was good. good. Um, lots. Our friend our friend Will told us he was like the only thing that I will tell you is that it gave me. The animated series vibes and i will i completely agree it very much had animated series type music to it um and then <clears throat> i feel like the choice of using that one nirvana song at the beginning and the end was pretty cool yeah i, mean, I liked it it was pretty cool um yeah i think that's all i i just i want to live in that flood scene like it was so good it was pretty it was very pretty. I um, I don't want to live in that flood scene. What am I saying? That sounds horrible. You just but want to rewatch it. I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, but I would say, yeah, go check it out. It's it's really good, and we're gonna get that penguin spinoff. Um, I don't know when, but we're gonna get a penguin spinoff. Um, on HBO Max, I believe. But so Peacemaker did well for them. I'm assuming. I'm guessing so. <laughs> I'm guessing so. Um, so I guess we'll see whatever that comes out. It's probably going to be next year sometime. I think Peacemaker was the number one show in the country for the last couple of weeks. In fact, oh yeah, it yeah. was it was it was huge. Um, James Gunn has has got a free ticket to the uh, to the bank now. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely, we're going to see way more James Gunn shit. Good, um, love it. But uh, I look for they've definitely set it up to where there can be more. I know they're going to actually. So Penguin's doing the role there, and then apparently they're going to be doing a series about Arkham Asylum itself. Oh, God. We've been waiting on that since the damn video game came out. The Arkham Asylum would be cool. I kind of hope they do it in the spirit of like um, of like Oz a little bit would be kind of cool, where like you'd maybe pick one villain to focus on for a, for an episode or two, just like their backstory, how they got put into Arkham you know stuff like that i hope they don't do it for one episode like that always feels too shoehorned yeah they I, I wish i hope they or they could even just pick a few different batman villains for a season yeah. and just kind of interlace their stories together i think that and then also i mean like you know they doesn't have to be a hard cut off for each season like you can have a couple care like you have four you focus on and two of them carry you to the next season or whatever like yeah because you have you have so much content oh, in the way so of much. comics out there that you can that you can pick from and be like, all right, well, there was even have them thinking back to like one of their heists that they got foiled by Batman or something like that, or where they got the best of Batman or something. Can I ask you a question? What do you think about uh, the spoiler reintroduction of Joker yet again 
into I mean, a Batman movie. It's inevitable. I don't think you. I don't think you go too far with any Batman rebranding without eventually showing a Joker, um, because he was he is the main guy. But he is he is his Lex Luthor. I, I mean, yeah, he is their Thanos like, kind of thing. But again, like you said, there's so much lore. There's so many villains. We just had a Joker movie right before the pandemic. It mm. was. In fact, the last thing out of the Batman universe to come out, like, well, no, Suicide Squad, but still, like, you just had a Joker. Mm -hmm. You're following still Heath Ledger. You're also following the shitty performance and showing by, uh, what's his fuck? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Like, you've had Joker after Joker after Joker real recently. Could you have taken a one film break? Kind of like, I mean, kind of like Nolan did. They still could, just because they're in Arkham doesn't mean like they're gonna immediately get out. I kind of, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, I, I do like your idea of maybe revisiting Miss Mr. Freeze. I mean, you got Poison Ivy. You've got. I mean, uh, like, uh, Ra's al Ghul was amazing. Like, you got Deadshot. You got like, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm you know. I, I like that they nodded to it. I like that it was Joaquin that was there. I like all that stuff. Joaquin right? wasn't there. It's Joaquin. In the last thing? In the yeah. last scene? Yeah. No. You looked it up last night. And I said, oh, it wasn't this guy. I'm sorry. That guy was played one of the officers. It was Joaquin. Um, they, they Google, had, Google had not searched it, right? You didn't tell me that. Yeah, it was Joaquin. You told me it was the dude from Eternals that had mind control. No, that guy. That guy played a cop, and uh, so let's see. He is right here. Barry Cogan, Keegan, whatever his name is, played Officer Stanley something. Didn't they have a side by side picture of him as the Joker? Yeah, someone someone didn't get it right because he was uncredited. I think for a little well, while you never corrected that with me, so I was under the assumption. I did. I did. I said that. Uh, no, it's the wrong guy. It was Joaquin. Nope. The Batman Joker actor. 2022 because they're showing me all the batmans <laughs> they're like hey here's mark hamill yeah it was th there was this where it said watch batman actor barry king go full joker in killing of a sacred deer which is a different movie um how is that no it says it is barry keegan but then something else says it's fucking uh joaquin again or did i correct myself from joaquin to barry keegan you did and you just got smart with me about it I'm sorry. Anyway, yes. Despite reports that he would be playing a cop. So he's still credited in IMDb as a cop. But he's the Joker. Okay. Cool. Well, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I think uh, I think definitely go check it out. If you're a Batman fan, I don't see how you don't like the movie. Honestly. Yeah, it was amazing. As far as ranking it goes, I need to figure that out. I guess I'll rewatch the movies and find out if ranking-wise... I can place it before or after Dark Knight. I want to rewatch them all now. Yeah. I think that would be fun. <laughs> Maybe throw Joker in there. Maybe throw Suicide Squad in there. Why not? Let's have a whole DC weekend. Yeah. It'd be fun to rewatch all those things. Um, any Outside of that, I don't think, uh, I mean, we're, we've been watching the, we've been watching Ozark, which we're kind of like, Ugh. 
on a little over it. It's just a little too much. Like it feels like Breaking Bad not done as well. Right. It has that vibe to it, and I'm just kind of like, will you please just can someone get in trouble? Because no he, one's getting in trouble for all the bullshit. Kill his wife for me, please. That'd be great. <laughs> Anything. Um, we've been watching that, and then on the true crime front, we've been, I mentioned it a little earlier. We've been watching Worst Roommate Ever. Yeah, uh, that one's that one's eh. I mean, I'm not sucked in yet. Like if we dropped that one and never picked it back up, I wouldn't be sad. But I've also been taking a little bit of a true crime break just because yeah. I gotta stop sometimes. Yeah, you mentioned that last time. It was like just freaking you out a little bit. <laughs> like and I just keep thinking about all the bad shit that could happen to our kid. I'm like, I gotta stop. I need to go like take her to a park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like or something. And then you're like, wait a minute, creeps are at parks. I can't take her to a park now. Worst. The worst. But yeah, check those out. Uh thanks for sticking around for our uh our review on the Batman. Uh it was pretty uh pretty in depth. Pretty in depth. Um a lot of fun. Uh it was good to be it was good to be back in a theater. I don't I I don't I wasn't sitting there like, oh my God, I this is what I've been missing it by any means. No, I really like our home set. <laughs> we just really, really wanted to see Batman before I mean, people are doing everything they can to spoil that shit right now. So that's the thing is, is I didn't mind so much being in a the theater. There were things that made me anxious. There were there were things that made me seriously anxious for sure. But like when I tried to put them out of my head, I did enjoy being in a movie theater with moviegoers again. Like there is some camaraderie that comes with some like the big releases. But at the same time, like I've been fine. <laughs> Like, yeah, I just didn't want to wait. We've, we're still waiting on Spider Man. Yeah, we still haven't seen. We still Spider-Man. haven't seen a new Spider Man, and, and just kind of like, ah. I don't know if I can wait again when Multiverse of Madness comes out. Right. Uh, we might have to go back to the theater for that one. Yeah, agree. Um, I think I think that would be my next trip back. It needs to be a big movie to pull me out anymore. Yeah. I just, it's partially getting old. I'm sure. Like I'm sure naturally, even in a non-pandemic, would feel like this because <laughs> we were kind of sick of theaters we swore off theaters after that halloween movie yeah just, people don't know how to behave in public man unless i can get to a theater during the middle of a day on a weekday i then do I'm, love a matinee great. a matinee on like a tuesday nobody's there it's wonderful there's barely any people working there <laughs> there's like the same person that sells you the ticket is the person that tears your ticket yeah i love those i used to go to movies by myself all the time like when I couldn't figure out what I needed to do that was productive or not destructive, yeah. I did a movie by myself. I'm trying to think. I, I guess I've been to, I've only been to a handful of movies by myself. Usually it's with a friend or, you know, something like that. But, but uh, oh, excuse me. I think I just don't think about it when I'm by myself. Like I just don't think about it. Oh, let me go to a movie. I had like a, a, era of life where i was like i'm going to dinner by myself and i'm going to sit quietly and read a book and eat a meal by myself or and then i'd be like all right i'm going to watch this movie that no one else i know was interested in but i want to see it by myself like no there's something to that yeah i won't say i did it like every week or anything like that but i always enjoyed those times i should give it a shot i've definitely got some movies that i like to see whenever that you're just kind of like nah Go ahead. Fair. Go ahead. Have fun. Usually it's something, some kind of like, you like horror, but there's certain types of horror you don't like. <laughs> I like good horror. <laughs> um, and some camp horror. But Yeah. 
But anyway, you guys have a wonderful uh, rest of your whatever it is, the week, the evening, the day, whatever you got going on. And uh, you can check me out um, on social media at Lopez Radio on most of those anyway. Um, we're going to go get some sleep because it is late. Yes. And we wanted to get this in before, uh, before a little sleepy time. We didn't want too much time to pass. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.